the Gedolim always were Makarov and Makarov and said, I love you, and meant it. They weren't lying. They were able to love, like the Baal Shem Tov said. Nesiva Shalom brings down from the Baal Shem Tov. HaTzadik HaGadol B'Yoyser Yochol Lehoiv HaRosha HaGadol B'Yoyser the bigger the tzaddik can truly love, the bigger the rasha. And like you just said, it's true. So is he lying, the tzaddik? No. He has real liebschaft, real love for the bigger the rasha. So that's talking about a real tzaddik and a real rasha. Now, let's go back to our example. The family is Hasidish, they live in, in, uh, in KJ. And the boy becomes a flatbush boy, keeping Shemitah Mitzvahs. And the boy feels rejected because my 12 other brothers all look like this and I don't. If the mother and father say, it's true, you know, we, we wanted all our kids to look like us. That's human beings, just like modern Orthodox people want all their kids to be modern Orthodox. Not only that, there are friar people not religious Jews, that when the children become from, they go nuts. They have support groups. It's called pork, parents of religious kids. I want to work for them. It'd be so much easier than you guys. I want to work for them. I'll say, buy him the black hat. Buy him, show him I love you, even though you wear the tefillin. So pork, parents of religious kids. So yes, everybody wants the kids to be like them. But I don't reject that you have a story that you ended up different. Either you were born that way, or it's your personality, or something happened to you, and I'm not going to use my dream of you to reject you. And this, everybody would understand, except for very few people. Most people would understand that it's silly in this area to reject your child. Now, when the child is off the derech, because we know that our children are in severe pain, which is causing them to act different than they themselves wanted to act. They also at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 were a certain way. And now they're acting differently. They want you to work on yourself and accept the reality that this is who they are. And we're so good at it physically. A person has a child and the child never has an illness and they end up walking with a limp. Or never the foot needs to be amputated. And the kid is limping, limping and walking. And somebody comes over to you, you love your son? I love him even more. Like the Lubavitcher Rebbe said, you have more love, the Rayat said, more love for kids who are sick. Really? Aren't you disappointed? He didn't disappoint me. His illness disappointed me. His sickness, the doctor, whatever it was, the accident. He's my kid. He's my kid that Hashem gave me. But did, it, did you really daven for such a kid? No, I doubt for a kid who doesn't have a limp. But this is my reality. And we have to, as much as we get this with physical, we have to integrate into ourselves that we have children that mamish want to die. We have children that were hurt emotionally, psychiatrically, psychologically, that are mamish chayla nefesh. And their own lives are destroyed. We have to internalize it mamish to be able to pass a lie detector test. Because your kid knows before you open your mouth whether you're with them or against them. And by the way, it's the small-minded people that can't do it. And it's the G'daylem that constantly have the ability to look at a Yid, even a Mechal Shabbos, and really love him. Whether it's the Rayats or the Satmar Rebbe or the, or the, the Vishnitzer Rebbe, all the rabbis, all the literature, Reb Gershon, Reb Steinman, the tzaddikim had no problem with it. There was never, I can't look at you, I can't get away from me, Kim Nishdu, Gainish, Shigitz, Goita, Shiksa. 
All of that is ketanim. Ketanim, small-minded people. All the stories of Steinman says that many times a week he had people, Panavisha, Chasheva people, who came to him many times a week and said, believe me, if my child's not going to be from, I prefer that they die. And they weren't going to confess their sins. They thought he was going to give them a standing ovation. Wow, you mamash like Avraham Avinu. Wow. And you know what he said? They think that they're doing Akedas Yitzchak. The Chizui Akedas Yitzchak. By Akedas Yitzchak it said you should shecht as Bincha Asher Ahavta. Ooh, you want to kill the kid who's learning well? For Hashem's sake? That's, that's unbelievable. It says he took all the love, Hashem took all the love in the world and put it into the love that Avram had for Yitzchak. Go kill the kid that you love. That's cool. That's a trick. But you want to kill this kid, says Rav Steinman Zatzal. This kid that gives you busha, cherpa, embarrasses you, and costs you money, steals your credit cards, is in Mechal Shabbos, you're worried about the other kids, Shadokim, he makes your life miserable, you're mukhan that he should die. You're just killing, murdering your child for your own covet. That's what Steinman said. He said, You're not allowed to talk like that. Your child needs to know that you love him. You need to accept them. Right. Right. When you give and 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 give, you will love them. All they want is acceptance. So the Shiloh was, how could you really accept somebody who's deficient in character? That's the question. How could you mean it? Is this the kid that you davened for? And the answer is, if you work on yourself, you'll mean it. The G'dayla mean it. Nesiva Shalom says, when you see your child that's acting out in bad ways, Mukhrachim lishloid beruach. He doesn't say control the child, like all the therapists, most of them. He doesn't say, get a hold of that child and tell him, you better be home by 11.30, otherwise I'm going to lock the door and control the child. In yourself. Control yourself. Awaken towards your child. Awaken within yourself even more love mercy and love, even more than you felt towards him until now. Because that's the medicine, that's the treatment. So, the Torah and the G'daylam, okay, say that you have to look at this child who's struggling with life and Torah and be able to prove to them, I love you. I don't judge you. But what do you mean is Michal Shabbos? Rebaran Shechter was walking the Shiva of Chaim Belin was walking on Ocean Parkway, and he saw kids Mechal Shabbos smoking on Shabbos. So what do all the Ketanim do? Screaming, or don't look at them, or Chil Shabbos, or really think it's funny, get out of town, we got to get the garbage out of town, somebody once said. Rebaran Shechter went over and said, Boys, Echab Aich Lieb, I love you. If you ever need... Anything, my door is open for you 24-7. Come and talk to me anytime. All the G'daylam said, there's one medicine. And what do we do because we're in pain? We're merachik them. So you have to think about yourself and realize, and this is really what I was trying to get to. Who's responsible? Which Mida is responsible for you 
to not be able to accept somebody that because of their pain, and you know it's because of pain, is not able to behave properly. Which mida in your head is stopping you from being able to do it? Gaiva. Gaiva, gaiva, gaiva. Because, if you think about it, what you do to Hashem is much worse than what your kid is doing to you. In other words, Hashem is up here, and you're down here. And when you sin against Hashem, it's much worse than the difference between us and our children. We go before Hashem, and we accept, expect Him to be able to say, on all these terrible avaris, we're clapping, and it's true, and He does. Why? Did Hashem want us? No, Hashem wanted angels. So the Sfarim say, no. Hashem said, I know you're human. Anshe Kaidish Tiyun Li. Anshe Kaidish Takatska Rebbe said, Be Menschlich Heilig. You're a mensch, you're a person. You have to be a holy person, not a holy angel. If Hashem wanted angels, He could have given the Torah to the angels. He said, No. With all of your dysfunction, and we know, Lev Yudea Maris Nafshai, how dysfunctional we can be. Right? And yet, we know, Hashem, please accept us. You know what the Vilna Goyen says, such as Ziz Pshat? Hashem does everything that we do. Frek the Vilna how is Hashem Samech Bechalkoi? We're supposed to be happy with our lot. We're Samech Bechalkoi. We're supposed to be Samech Bechalkoi. Ashir HaSameach Bechalkoi. How, how is Hashem Samech Bechalkoi? says, Ki Hashem Amoi. His nation is called his chelik. I were not so great. He's happy with Klal Yisrael the way that we are. And this is the story of Pesach. Because we were on the Memtesh Arituma, and the Nesiva Shalom says that the beauty of Pesach, the chap, the wow, the awesome, amazing miracles, was not the Ten Makis. What's the big deal for Hashem? To, to change the, t- the nature. Hashem can't make water go up. What are we getting so excited about? The makas. He says, that's not the miracle. You know what the beauty that we should be celebrating is? That we were nobodies. We were on mem teshari tumu. We were on the bottom of the world, begashmis, benafshis, and berachnis, and Hashem said right then, b'ni b'chayri Yisrael. I love you guys. A lotion of Ava and Chiba. How much Ava and Chiba? So the Medrash says, fascinating, that there's two children that Hashem has. One is Klal Yisrael, Bonim Atem, Hashem, Alikeichem. There's another son, which is that? Angels. They're called Bnei Alikim. Frek the Medrash, Hashem has two sons, Klal Yisrael and angels. Which one does Hashem love more? Which one does Hashem love more? I don't know. You have two kids. One gets hundreds and never gives you a bad day in his life. And the other one's going to rehab, Mechal Shabbos, breaking new rules. Which one does... Compare angels to people. Compare those top kids, right, who are functioning APKs, autopilot kids, to our kips who are struggling to, be, to, to put their shoes on in the morning. Which one does Hashem love more? Says the Medrash... I'll prove to you that Hashem loves Klal Yisrael more than heavenly angels, even with all of our dysfunction. Shenemar, b'ni b'chayri Yisrael. And really, angels were, were created first. They are the b'char. 
Hashem is saying, I love you more than Malachi Hasharis. So Hashem, who's the ultimate father, the ultimate father, that's what it says. Hashem says in every way he is a father. Hashem could actually love us, you and me, more than a heavenly angel, a malach, a saraf, that never defies him, never causes any of these sins, these multitude of sins in the alchets. And Hashem says, no, 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 you, you're my son, and you, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like us? You came to redeem us? Really? Us? Hashem says, yeah, you. Us? Hashem, I think you got the wrong guy. We're Mitzrayim, we're bowing to idols. You don't mean us. You. Why? Because I love you. Because you're my son. You're my child. That's the thing that we celebrate on Pesach. And that's what we have to integrate into our essence for ourselves and into our children. And you have to mean it. You have to look at your child and realize that my disappointment is in the person who hurt you. The Sifri says, The molester, the pedophile, the abuser, the person who broke my child, is, they're getting the credit card bill for all of the Averis. It's a Sifri, it's a Medrash. You know that you're not dealing with regular chinuch. You're dealing with kids who are in pain. Somebody or something caused them pain. And that pain, according to their level of pain, they are dysfunctional. And they're sinning because of it. Rav Gershon Edelstein Shlita says they're anusim. Some people don't like calling anusim. But we cannot judge them. We have no right to judge them, no reason to judge them. We have a chiyuv of al-tadin eschaver And those that are pure of heart can do it. There are people working on the street, the mentors on the street. They're so pure. They're so not balegaiva. They just love these kids. They really, they just love them. And the parents are screaming and yelling and hate them and throw them out. And these guys on the street from these organizations, honestly, if you did an x-ray on them, let's say, Chaim, he's going through a hard time. He's such a great kid. He's going to be great. I love when Maishi comes over. I honestly had no problem with the Home Sweet Home kids. Cloudy Searles, kids who were thrown out and drugs, whatever. I like these kids. I always like these kids. I like these kids a little bit more than regular kids. It's a little bit of a problem, right? That's how you can help them when you really can like them. And it just means one thing. Stop judging. Stop judging them. Stop judging anybody when you realize that the whole judgment is gaiva, because if you would turn the mirror on yourself, you don't want to be judged. You know that things don't always add up. You know that. And you don't want to be, you know, I'm really a good guy, even though, blah, 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 so is that guy, and so is that kid. When you take away judgment from other people, the mida that allows you to do that is anava. Anava allows you to do so much good in the world. And that's the difference between Hillel and Shammai. We're not knocking Shammai, of course, but it says, An shel Hillel, it was he had a midah of anava that he was able to, he didn't reject. He didn't reject. It was that midah of anava. So he accepted him. But when your child is stabbed in the heart by somebody else, it's not what you would prefer. It's accepting the gzera that Hashem took your child who is pure and perfect. And somebody, a terrorist, a terror attack, attacked them and stabbed them. So go into the hospital 
in Israel after a terrorist bombing and ask all the parents, would you rather a healthy Arab or a sick or your sick kid here who has missing an arm and missing a leg? Would you rather a healthy Jew? Everybody would rather, but it doesn't mean that the blame is the child. Your child doesn't want to be the way they are any more than you wanted. Things happened. Things happened that should not happen. And now that they fell from being able to be in the system, they lost trust in adults and all of the stuff, which we're not going to talk about now, that creates this dysfunctional person who's struggling to be alive and to find a way to live life and survive and thrive without community and without the system that carries us so beautifully. And now we're going to come in and say, I think you could do better. Really? How could you say that? Why do you say that? Why do you think that's what judging is? Judging means, I think that I could do better. As soon as you, you can't say that I can do better, that means that you have no right to judge. Nobody wants to come down in the next Gilgal like your kip. You don't want to come back down and be like your child. Not the ones who are depressed, not the ones who are on drugs, not the ones who are throwing away their future by being addicted to different activities. None of it. None of the dysfunction. Would you prefer a healthy child? Yes. They don't either want to be that way. They, all, they don't either want to be. A Basco, a Benko. They, they don't even, either want to be that way. They're not happy. Why am I sitting here? You can see. You're right. They don't want to be. They know what they could have been. They feel like their life was ripped away, raped away from them. And the last thing that they can tolerate is, my parents turned on me. That's what they're crying out. Why didn't you believe in me? You knew who I was when I was eight years old. Right? Anybody here thought that this kid, five, eight, ten years later, would be off the derech and, and dysfunctional? At eight years old, they knew everything. At nine, at ten, shining, beautiful, wonderful diamonds. So don't you realize that something happened? And why can't you put two and two together? Why can't you believe in me that I'm still good? I'm still good. I, I stole your credit cards and I went through your bank statements and you had to sell a kidney in order to pay for my rehab and I'm depressed. All of that would not have happened if to believe this Ben Munashlema. None of this would have happened if not for the pain that my child went through. When you approach them and you have this understanding, they will feel your honest vibe that you are a safe person and then they will want to be around you. They don't want to be around dangerous people. What's pshat? What's a dangerous person? A person who can take my, my little broken essence and crush me by looking at me, thinking. That's all it is. I knew your grandfather. I knew your grandfather. He was Moise Nefesh for Shabbos. You named after him. Remember who you named after. You, I remember you. Weren't you once? All of that. We could take their nefesh by apam hargu ish and they crumble from pain. All those people doing that, they have to look at, their, at the results of their actions. Rabbi Gershon Edelstein says that you're over lifnei sita It's not a joke. The Peleyayets 200 years ago, you're over lifnei because it doesn't work. So before you go over to somebody and criticize them, and make them feel less good and human, in order, of course, to improve them, you have to know statistics. If it makes them worse, you're chayev for every avera they do. 
Not me saying it. That's not me saying it. That's the, the Balatanya, the Peleyites, the Masilsi Sharm. Look it up. Be careful. So our job is to see things correctly and to internalize and think about it at night. How would I feel towards my child if this was physical illness? Period. I'd be pushing this child in, the, in this wheelchair. I'd have to get a new car, which costs $60,000 with the lift. I would not be able to go on vacation. I would have to put a big ramp and pay for construction. V'chulu, v'chulu. Any time that you would hesitate and say, ah, oh, it's too much, you would feel so guilty. Too much? My child is sick. My child is sick. It's too hard for me to sit and eat bikachayla food and sit and sleep on a chair when the kid is dying of cancer. You would never say that. And if somebody would tell you, Ad Khan, how much are you supposed to suffer for one kid? You'd look and say, what are you, crazy? You're not a parent? You would give off your kid? Any kid that got sick cancer, you write them off? Everybody goes off to the you want to write them off? Our children are hurting, are hurting. And you know that. You know that. So now, all you do is you shift the pain and the blame and the ichiness and yuckiness off the child who is at the end of the day just a victim of a crime, a victim of an abuse and a trauma that broke them. And now they're spiraling and spinning and all of this is a direct result of what happened to them. And you know that. And this is what keeps your sanity because you're angry at the person who did it or you're angry at Hashem, Hashem could take care of himself, you'll work it out. You're angry at Hashem. Why did I have to have a kid who, da 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 Why did I have to have a kid, people get upset. People used to give away Down syndrome children. Now they don't do that anymore. Most people don't. Okay? Why did I have to have a, if someone, I have a friend of mine never lost a child. He just buried his child a few weeks ago. He died Yana Machla. Why did I have to give me this kid? Why? We have a lot of whys. The Ramban had a Talmud, and he told his Talmud was dying, and he said, please, when you go to Shemayim, I have a lot of questions. Come back to me in a dream and tell me the answers. His Talmud died. A few days later, he came back in a dream to the Ramban. I can't give you any answers to your questions, because in heaven, there are no questions. Why? Why does this, why have to be poor? Why do I have to be this? Why do I have to have this kid? Why? Bottom line is, this is the kid that you were given, that the Zayar HaKadosh says that every child picks the family for their tikkun, and the family agrees, you agreed, because this is for your benefit and for the child's benefit, for the sibling's benefit. This is happening. You chose it. You chose it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You really did. You, cho- you don't remember. You regret it, but you chose it because it fits into the puzzle perfectly. The same way, the same way that you would not turn on your child, no matter what they cost you, gazunt or money or time or effort, if it was physical illness, so too you have to remember over and over and over again, I will not turn on my child, any, any Yiddish child, because of what is happening, because of things that happen due to trauma and abuse and sabrachenkeit, which we know is the problem today. When you do that and you work on yourself every day, you'll be like them because they can go to their daughter and say, I accept you, adore you, believe in you. And she knows they mean it. I, the question was, she grew up from, how could she really think that Tati Mami really accept her even though she's doing such terrible things? And the answer is, 
They do 100%, because the belief system is, I know who you are. You're the same Jew at the Mem Teshari Kedusha as you are in the Mem Teshari Tumah. Nesiv Shalom says, why didn't Hashem, why didn't Hashem call us B'ni B'chayri Yisrael by Kabbalah Satayra? Wow, you reached the highest level possible, B'ni B'chayri Yisrael, you are the B'chayri, I love you more than angels. He says, you know why? Because then after, afterwards, throughout history, whenever we dropped below that level, we'll think, well, I blew it. We blew it. He loved us when we got hundreds. He doesn't love us when we get eighties. So if Hashem would have told us when we were on the Chav Shari Tahara, when we were getting 70s, you know why he didn't do it, says the Nesiva Shalom? Because if we had gotten 50s, we would have said, we know what Hashem likes. We grew up from, we know what Hashem likes, and he definitely, definitely can't like us, because he said, I love you so much and I'm so proud of you, when we were on the Chav Shari Tahara, not on the Yud Shari Tahara. Hashem waited till we got mamish almost by noon, the lowest possible level, the chipazon, we were about to fall, and the last second, memtes almost noon, and he says, B'ni B'chari Yisrael, L'hoidia, L'hoidia, to let you know, Shaloi mipnei maseyem atoivim, not because of anything you do good, do I call you my child. Ela mipnei shehem bonai, because you are my child, that's who you are. And I want to tell you I love you and I believe in you and I adore you. Dafka when you're on the lowest level possible because then you'll know it for the rest of your life. So in our, in our room, when the child hits an all-time low, you have an opportunity to bake into their essence, B'ni B'chayri Yanki, B'ti B'chayri Chani. I love you more than anything in the world and I believe in you and you have to mean it because you know that anything that they're doing that's wrong is against their will. They didn't sign up for this either. Well, they did, but not on this world. We had so many kids that were cutting themselves before coming here. Where are all of them? Come out nothing. They're cutting their flesh. The ones who don't have parents like you, they're suicidal. We never had a suicide. It's a different level. It's not them dealing with their dysfunction. It's an additional pain. I have no tati, I have no mommy. A kip just told me yesterday. If my own parents can't love me, I am unlovable. I'm an unworthy human being. And that shame and that guilt and that pain is going to drown people, does drown people. And that counts for a lot of the deaths, Nebuch and Klal And you're reversing all of that by being able to really work on yourself, to remove the gaiva, to be able to truly love this child. And that's a lifesaver.